Welcome to Step Up to the Microphone. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately. Something I was lacking in my walk for the longest time was understanding the basics. The basics of my walk with Messiah. I didn't even know who he was, to be honest with you. I knew about him, but I didn't know him. That's kind of hard for you to understand if you're coming from the mainstream Christian mindset. But bear this out with me. We're going to get into the basics here on the Step Up to the Microphone podcast. We've been led to believe, thanks to modern misinterpretation of scriptures, that we have some sort of lawless behavior that we can have some sort of lawless behavior and get into the kingdom of heaven, New Jerusalem. Sadly, 99% of this belief system is from taking verses out of context and not connecting them to verses surrounding them in either previous chapters, passages, or even books of the Bible. For instance, in Romans chapter 3, Paul builds up a case for not needing the Torah, or it seems like it, but ends up, And ends that thought in verse 31 by stating faith should establish the Torah. It should establish the law. Which ties into chapter 2 verse 13. It's not the hearers of the word that are deemed righteous, but the doers of the word. Okay? We must remember these letters weren't written verse and chapter. They were free-flowing thoughts pinned down and sent, sent to the churches because the churches had written Paul about certain issues. So we take these letters out of context because we don't understand who the church was, the area they were in, or any of the good stuff that we should know. Let's take for instance the culture, the history and culture of the areas written in to in the context of the letter. Like Galatia, Ephesus, and Colossae, all rampant pagan temple worship. Hence Acts 15 council being held. In fact, believers converting from pagan practice and Jews were the minority in those areas. So them not doing what everyone else was doing, such as participating in Saturnalia, a.k.a. modern-day Christmas, or the Ishtar festivals, a.k.a. Easter, celebrating new moons and seven-day Sabbath-keeping was weird and questionable to the majority, much like it is in today's culture. We also forget all men are are to be judged by the same measuring stick. And that's the judgment at the end, the same measuring stick. We're all going to be judged on the same law. We have multiple witnesses throughout the Bible that tells us this. That doesn't even include the Apocrypha. So it's time to get back to the basics. We have three things, or actually four or five, that we're going to go over in this today. And I'm going to list three of them. What we're being judged on. Who our Messiah is. And finally, will there be a separate Gentile law? Gentile means nations, people. So do the nations get a separate set of rules just because they're the nations? Or are they going to have to be under the same judgment as the Israelites? These are all things we are going to go over. So we must answer these questions thoroughly and make sure we have no questions as to the answers. We must also remember the apostles and Messiah did not have a New Testament to teach from. 
They are the ones that wrote the New Testament. They are the characters, as, and I hate saying characters. They are the people it was written about, the ones who penned it. They had to teach everything from the original Hebrew scriptures, which are now called the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. And the term Old Testament was not created by the Almighty. It was put there by man to trick you into not reading it. Just like they trick you into thinking, just follow Paul. Do what Paul said. Well, if you don't understand the Old Testament, then you don't understand Paul. So, let's read some verses real quick. So that we can understand what we're being judged on. We're going to start in the Old Testament. Let's go old school. Ecclesiastes 12, 13-14 Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Elohim, that be God, and guard his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For Elohim shall bring every work into judgment, with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Okay, so, bringing works into judgment. Works of what? Romans 2.13 for not the hearers of the Torah are just before Elohim, but the doers of the Torah shall be justified. Y'all, I'm pulling this off of the Sefer version. I feel like it's a, uh, I feel it has more integrity than other, other Bibles. James 2.18 Yea, a man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Hmm. Romans 3, 30-31 Seeing it is one Elohim which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith, do we then make void the Torah by faith? Never. Yea, we establish the Torah. Oh, so our faith should establish it, not do away with it. Good to know. Roman, Revelation 20, 13-15 and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Sheol delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and Sheol were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whoever was not found written in the sefer of life was cast into the lake of fire. That's telling you right there, if you're not written into the book of life, you're getting burned. You're, you're getting the second death. Revelation 12:17 And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which guard the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahushua HaMashiach that'd be Jesus Christ Revelation 22:14 and this this is very important this is who gets in the city gates and it's more than 10 commandments just remember that it's the Torah remember that Revelation 22:14 Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So you have to do his commandments to get into the gates of the city. Did you know that one of the commandments is to listen and obey Messiah? Deuteronomy 18:15 through 20. Pull it up and read it. Moses tells you point blank, you have to listen to the prophet like him. Because if you don't, you will be judged. But if a prophet, and I'm going to read verse 20, but the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, 
which I have not commanded him to speak, or shall speak in the name of other Elohim, that prophet shall die. So, we'll get into that at another time. We're going to dive into Messiah, but you have to know who he is. But first, you have to remember something very important regarding Messiah, Yahusha, Jesus, if that's what you want to call him, and the apostles, which if you hear this correctly, if you let your soul be opened up to it, and that's the big thing, you have to be open to this so you can understand what God's saying, will change your perspective. If they change one letter or punctuation mark of the Torah, told you not to do something that was in the Torah that you're supposed to do, or said not to do something in the Torah that you're supposed to do, then they'd be considered false teachers, false prophets, per Deuteronomy 13. Because we'll read the verses. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spoke unto you, saying, Let us go after other Elohim, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not hearken, that means listen, unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For Yahuwah Elohim proves to you to know whether ye love Yahuwah Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul. You sh ye shall walk after Yahuwah Elohim and fear him and guard his commandments and obey his voice. Ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from Yahuwah which brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, that be Egypt, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage, remember they were slaves in Egypt, to thrust you out of the way which Yahuwah commanded you to walk in, so you, so shall you put the evil away from the midst of you. He's telling you, if you, they tell you to do anything that's not in the Torah, or twist the Torah, don't listen to them. Don't do it, because they're a false prophet. So, let's, we must not add or take away from the word. Deuteronomy 4.2 Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, ye, neither shall ye diminish from it, that ye guard the commandments of Yahuwah which I command you. Ecclesiastes 3.14 I know that whatsoever Elohim does, it shall be forever. Man, I wish I had the clip from uh, Sandlot where the kid's going, FOREVER. It shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it. Nothing taken away from it. And Elohim does it that men should fear before him. And when it's talking about fear before him, you don't want to disappoint him. Do you want to disappoint your parents? Then why would you want to disappoint God? Yahuwah. Proverbs 35 through 6. Every word of Elohah, that be God, is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add not unto his words, lest he reprove you, and you be found a liar. That's something I don't want to be found, is a liar. Revelation 22, 19. And this is primarily for the book of Revelation. And if any man shall take away from the words of this sephir, of this prophecy, Elohim shall take away his part out of the sephir of life, and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in the sephir. It looks like God doesn't want you to mess with what he tells us to do, of what he has planned. Don't mess with it. 
let him do his thing. Now, we also need to, because we, we're seeing very clearly, don't change his rules. You've got a judgment stick. You've been told what the by faith what the judgment stick should be. Now, let's figure out who our Messiah is, who he told us he was. I mean, John fourteen six. Yahushua said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So, he just told us he's the way. Isaiah 35, 8. And a highway shall be there, and a way. It shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. Second Peter 2, 2. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be spoken evil of. So, the way of truth is good. We're saying it's evil right now. The world says it's evil. Oh, you don't want to eat pork and you're telling me I can't do my Christmas? You're evil. No, no. I'm telling you what the book says. If you don't want to read the book, you don't want to get proper context, that's not my fault. I'm just being a watchman on the, on the t wall telling you what you're doing is wrong. Our father says not to do that. Proverbs 22:25 Lest you learn his ways and get a snare to your soul. Psalm 119 verse 30 I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. The way of truth. Hmm. That's good to know. Genesis 18:19 So this tells us point blank the Torah is pretty far back there in history. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. They shall guard the way of Yahuwah to do justice and judgment that Yahuwah may bring upon Abraham, that be Abraham, that which he has spoken of him. Hmm. That's nice. Psalm 119.35 Make me to go in the path, the way, of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Uh, are we getting the... He said he's the way, he's the path. Are we getting it? Let's look at the truth. Psalm 119, 142. Your righteousness and everlasting righteousness and your Torah, the truth. What? When we say we're searching for truth, it says right here in your scriptures what the truth is. God's law. So, what's up with that? Okay, Psalm 43.3 Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me into your holy hill, into your tabernacles. Hmm. Truth is capitalized in that verse. Send out your light and your truth. Go into the light part, but we'll do that in a different study. Psalm 91.4 He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So Messiah shall be our shield and our buckler. Proverbs 12.19 The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Hmm. So the lip of truth is forever. 
uh, Messiah said he's the truth. So what he said is forever. Isaiah 16, 5. And in mercy shall the throne be established, and he shall sit upon it in the truth, in truth, in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment and hasting righteousness. Hmm. So he shall sit upon it in truth. He sh you got the point. He's the truth. So let's look at what he says about life. Oh, this is Deuteronomy 12, 23 through 24. You can find verses that correlate to this in Leviticus and Numbers. And, Deut and you know, only be sure that you eat not the blood, for the blood is the life. You may not eat the life with the flesh. You shall not eat it. You shall pour it upon the earth as water. So, have you seen those videos on YouTube? I might link one where they show the code and it has the tetragrammatron in your DNA. He put his code in your DNA. He is your life. He's telling you life is in your DNA. Life is in you. Okay. Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 16. See, I've set before you this day life and good and death and evil, and that I command you this day to love Yahuwah Elohikah, to walk in his ways, to guard his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and Yahuwah Elohikah shall bless you in the land whither you go to possess it. He's setting before you life. He's saying, look, I am life. If you do what I say to do, you'll live. I am life. So easy to see. Um, Deuteronomy 32, 46 through 47. And he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to guard to do, all the words of this Torah. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing ye shall prolong your days in the land, whether you go over the Yarden, the Jordan, to possess it. Because it is your life. Your life. He says he is the life. His Torah is your life. He is the Torah. Psalm 30 verse 5. For his anger endures but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. His favor is life. He wants you to do the Torah. Psalm 36, 9. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see light. You know, in Genesis, the first day he created the light. Well, I'm going to just blow your mind here. That was the Torah. It says it's a light unto our feet. Right? Psalm 66, 8 through 9. Oh, bless our Elohim. Ye people will make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holds our soul in life, and suffers not our feet to be moved. Are you getting the point? He told you he's the life. We could go through the whole entire Old Testament, and I have multiple more verses that are in this study. I'm not going to read all of them. I will read a couple of them. Proverbs 10:17. He is in the way of life that guards instruction, but he that refuses reproof errs. 
errors. Uh, Proverbs 13:14, the Torah of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. So are we seeing this now? Are we seeing who our Messiah is? He is the walking, talking Torah. He is the Word made flesh. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1, 14 tells you the Word tabernacled with us. He encamped. He dwelt with us. Okay, are we seeing that? And yes, the to that means the Torah got nailed to the cross. I will admit it. It got nailed to the cross. But if a day is like a thousand years and he rose on the third day and it's been 2,000 years since he died and rose again well if a day in the kingdom is like a thousand years are we not seeing a resurgence in the Torah right now? I mean let's just be honest it's happening but you know you just you have to open your ask the father to open your eyes but yes, he is the Torah. We nailed him to the cross. And he was nailed to the cross by all mankind. Not just the Jews, not just the Romans. All mankind is responsible for this. He came for the lost sheep of Israel, which aren't of blood but of spirit. Okay? So let's quit making this about race. Everyone, just take your, your race blinders and throw them to the side. Let's, let's quit making this about race. Because they aren't of blood, but they're of spirit. And they are to bring them back to the covenant made with them at Mount Sinai to be renewed with one change. He's making one change. He's going to do the circumcision of the heart this time. He's not going to force us to do it whenever he he's going to do it. Okay? But John 1, 10, chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. That's talking about all mankind. All mankind, y'all. Not just the Jews, not just the Romans, all mankind. The world doesn't want to know Messiah. They want to know the fairy tale version where there's unicorns and rainbows, and you can do whatever you want, and you just got to say you're sorry. That's not Messiah. That's not Yahusha. Or if you want to call him Jesus, Jesus. That's not him. Because he repeatedly told people to repent, to turn from, to quit doing. Alright, John 3, 19-21, to prove that the world, world nailed him to the cross. We're going to read these verses, because no one ever looks at them. They see John 3, 16 and go, oh, he loved, loved, loved. He doesn't say loves anymore there. He says he loved you. If you don't accept him and obey him, he doesn't love you. And that's what it clearly says in the scriptures. But John 3, 19 through 21. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light, lest his deed should be reproved. But he that does truth, Messiah is the truth, the Torah, comes to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in Elohim. 
Yeah, we nailed him to the cross. We chose darkness. Do you want to continue choosing darkness? That is my question. John 1, verses 12 through 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of Elohim, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of Elohim. So, again, blood means nothing. Faith and obedience mean everything. Matthew 10, 5-7 These twelve Yahushua sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the other nations. So don't do what the other nations do. And, it, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay. When it says, Go into the way of the other nations, it's talking about their customs. Don't do what they do. Don't do what they do. Okay? It says to go search for the lost sheep of Israel. Well, they're everywhere. You don't know if you're a blood relative of Israel. You could not have any Israel in you. But like John 1, 12-13 says, it's not about blood. It's about faith and obedience. Are you born of Elohim? Are you born of God? Did he, did he rebirth your spirit for you? I mean, that's what we're getting at here. Matthew 15, 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's not coming to gather Rome. He's not coming to gather all these different religions that don't obey him. He's coming for Israel. Israel are those who obey due to faith. Their faith brings about obedience. Just like Abraham. Just like Abraham, okay? Jeremiah 50 Verse 17, Israel is a scattered, scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. First the king of Asher has devoured him, and last this Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, has broken his bones. So Israel's still scattered, y'all. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. If you're waking up, you're claimed to be, you say you're a Christian, but you want to walk out the Torah, you're Israel. If you decide that Messiah's blood is covering you to where you can come home, you're Israel. Point blank. Right now you're dispersed. Oh, so that means that letter from James that they say is just for the Jews? No, it says it's to the dispersion. So it's to you. Okay? There are multiple more verses here. Ezekiel 34, 11 through 16. Write that one down and read it. It tells you it's talking about the lost sheep of Israel. Jeremiah 31.10, I'll read that one. Hear the word of Yahuwah, that be our Messiah. O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off. And say, he that scattered Israel will gather him and guard him as a shepherd his flock. You see, he t told us in the prophets, he's coming for Israel. He's coming for the ones that have faith and obedience. Belief in Messiah and obedience to the commands of Elohim. We see the lost sheep of Israel are to be searched for. And it's not those born of blood but of spirit. This is what fullness of the Gentiles means everyone.
something that you should if if you don't understand what I'm telling you I highly suggest going on YouTube or if you list, like listening to podcasts find 119 Ministries listen to their teaching or watch it The Lost Sheep of Israel The Lost Sheep very well put together teaching it will help you understand what I'm saying but the fullness of the Gentiles are that's you're making a citizenship change. You're saying, I don't want to be part of the nations. I don't want to be of the world anymore. I want to be of Yahuwah. I want to be an Israelite. I don't want to do the stuff I've been doing. Now, here's something I added to the study. We've been led astray. We have wolves teaching us. Literally, wolves in sheep's clothing teaching us. Telling you all you need is grace. You can do whatever the hell you want. You do whatever you want. All you gotta do is say, I'm sorry, Jesus. Please forgive me. And then go do it again. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says to repent. That means to turn from and stop doing. So we need to turn from the evil things. What the Bible tells us is evil. Stop doing them. Otherwise... There is no sacrifice for your sin. If you're doing it intentionally, there's no sacrifice for you. There's no way into the kingdom. Okay? Jeremiah 50, verse 6. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. Ezekiel 22, 25 through 26. And this should terrify you if you're going to Sunday church. There is a conspiracy of her prophets, or could we say preachers, in the midst thereof, like a roaring, roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls, they have taken the treasure and precious things, they have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my Torah, and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Shabbats, and I am profaned among them. So that should really terrify you once you figure out when his Shabbats are, when his Sabbaths, when his set-apart days are. That should get you running away from the church, the modern Sunday church. It got me started actually reading the Bible and I put on my speedy fast shoes and got out of there after I asked a pastor about it and he, all he could say is you're saved by grace you don't need that crap he didn't say crap but Ezekiel 13 1 through 8 this is a very important passage we need to read okay and the word of Yahuwah that's our Messiah again came unto me, saying, Son of Adam, prophesy against the prophets of Yeshurel, that's Israel, that prophesy, and say unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts. Sounds a lot like our pastors. I believe, I believe. Hear ye the word of Yahuwah, thus says Adonai Yahuwah, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own Ruach and have seen nothing. You know... I was going to a Pentecostal church and I kept feeling something evil in that church. That was their own Ruach, their own spirit. They were preying on your emotions to get you to make a decision. But we'll continue in the verses. 
O Yashrael, your prophets are like the foxes in the deserts. Ye have not gone into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Yashrael to stand in the battle in the day of Yahuwah. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, Yahuwah says, the Lord says, and Yahuwah has not sent them. They have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have ye not seen a vain vision? And have ye not spoken a lying divination where ye say, Yahuwah says it, I'll beat I have not spoken. Therefore this uh, thus says Adonai Yahuwah, because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore, behold, I am against you, says Adonai Yahuwah. Hmm. That sounds a lot like the modern church. Thus says the Lord, this is going to happen, hallelujah, hallelujah. No. The Lord didn't say, dude. You're making crap up. You're telling the church that. You're giving them hope. Then when it doesn't happen, you're going to say, oh, well, well, just, the prophecy wasn't meant for this time. It's meant for a later time. Uh, 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 uh. Then when it still doesn't happen, and it still doesn't happen, no. Or if it does happen, but something evil comes out of it, people, the only thus says the Lord we need to be speaking are out of our book, or out of the Bible. Don't sit there and scream, thus says the Lord, because I saw, I had a dream. If that dream was from the Lord, then that dream was from the Lord, from Yahuwah. But don't sit there and scream, scream, scream about it. He might have been telling you something that he doesn't want the rest of the world to know. He might have been giving you a little knowledge to help you. Okay? Unless, unless it's confirmed by two or three other people that had a dream much like it. Or said something close to what your dream was. Then wait for the witnesses. Don't sit there and think it. you need to tell everyone right now. Now here's one thing we have to set straight. It has to be set straight. And I'm going to say this. I forgot the verse number. Here, hold on a second. I've got the verse pulled up. It's not in this study because... Well, this isn't what the study was about. But it is from our commonwealth. Galatians. No, 1 Corinthians 12.2. My bad. Ye know that ye were of the other nations, carried away into dumb idols, even as ye, ye were led. Or the King James Version. Let's read that. Because that really, really puts the icing on the cake on this. Ye know that ye were Gentiles. You were Gentiles. Carried away into these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Or 1 Corinthians 12, 2. In the Brian Standard Bible. Ye know that ye were pagans. Woo! Don't say that to a Sunday churchgoer. Ye were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Well, you know, you use the King James Version. Say, hey, you were a Gentile. You're not a Gentile anymore. You are an Israelite. Which brings me to this. You're an Israelite. Or you aspire to be an Israelite. Exodus 12, 48 through 49. This is about the Passover, but listen to it. Because there's other verses that pertain to the same thing. And when a stranger shall sojourn with you, and will keep the Pesach, that's Passover, to Yahuwah, let all his males be circumcised. And then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land. 
for no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. One Torah shall be to him that is homeborn and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. One law. Let's get let's get a few more witnesses to this, okay? Numbers fifteen sixteen. One Torah and one manner of law shall be for you and for the stranger that sojourns with you. Leviticus twenty four twenty two. Ye shall have one manner of law as well for the stranger as one for your own country, for I am Yahuwah Elohim. Numbers nineteen fourteen. I mean Numbers nine fourteen. My bad. And if a stranger shall sojourn with you, and keep the Pesach unto Yahuwah, according to the ordinance of the Pesach, and according to the manner of thereof, so shall he do. Ye shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and for him that was born in the land. Numbers fifteen twenty nine. Ye shall have one Torah for him that sins through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Israel, and for the stranger that sojourns among them. You don't get two laws. You don't get a separate law. And Paul nails this on the head in Galatians 3.28. There is neither Yehudi or Yevani, Jew or Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Yahushua HaMashiach. We could really take the word Greek or Yevani out right there and put Gentile. There's not Jew or Gentile. We are all under Yahusha, we're all and he's the Torah, he's the law, the lawgiver. Come on, people. I know this has been a longer study than normal, but you know, we have to get back to our basics. We can't sit here and continue doing the things we've been doing, claim to love Messiah, then neglect what he tells us to do. Neglect and spin what he tells us to do. Because we think that Oh, we're Gentiles. We get a separate law. No, you are now an Israelite. You have made a decision to change your citizenship. You might not be a full-blown Israelite yet, but you will be an Israelite because of your choice. Okay? You will be an Israelite. That means you need to do the things Israelites are commanded to do. You need to do their laws. They're not difficult. They're easy. Seriously. Read the Torah. Read First John. First John will tell you point blank it's easy. Paul tells you it's easy in Romans. Because he quotes Deuteronomy where it tells you it's easy. You shouldn't have to search it out. It should be in your heart. Okay? It's not that difficult to do. But we have to get back to our basics. And it starts with figuring out who Messiah is. Once you know that Messiah is the embodiment of the Torah... What it's meant to be, he is the aim, he is the goal, and we should walk like him, then then it changes your perspective. And you'll you'll see things completely differently. And then once you start doing these things and people start attacking you for it, wow, that really opens the Bible up in a whole new way. So I encourage you to open your Bible up, starting in Genesis, because John tells you to start in Genesis. The pastor at your church says, oh no, we're starting John. Well, no, John 1.1 says in the beginning. So go to the beginning of your Bible. Read it. Study it. Use a thesaurus and accordance to help you. If you can get a translinear, that's even better. But study it out. See what it says. And ask the Ruach, that'd be the Holy Spirit, to guide you into truth.
when you ask him to guide you into truth and you come with a pure heart and you want to operate in truth and spirit, which is why I'm not doing Christmas anymore or Easter. I'm going to go with his holy days, which the fall feast this year were awesome, even though I had to do them by myself. But you operate that spirit and that truth, everything opens up. You become free. True freedom through the law. Not from the law, through it. So, dust off your Bibles, study them, and have a blessed day.